Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Nun Test, Daf 59 of Masech Yoma. Uh, the Daf begins uh, going weiter with the Machlokas that we ended with yesterday, the Machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili about which corners do you, well, which corner do you start with uh, on the Mizbah Chazov when it comes to the uh, uh, putting the the blood on the mizbah chazav of the goat and the and the cow, um, so uh, continue with the explanation of that machlokas, and then um, a machlokas and how to understand the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer in our Mishnah in terms of does he apply the blood from the bottom up or top down with you know uh, that machlokas uh, a machlokas about the pouring the blood on the Yesod of the Mizbeach, and then we get towards the end a shtickle into Me'ila uh, Bedamim. So, very, very exciting sugyas today on Daf Test. We're going to begin Mamish Mamish at the top of the Daf. Chevra, I need somebody to remind me. What was the machlokas between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili yesterday? Rabbi Yossi Aglili's opinion, which is also essentially the Tanakama in our Mishnah, is that the uh, application of the blood of the cow and the goat to the Mizbah HaZohav, which of course is also the Mizbah HaKetores, and also could be referred to as Mizbah HaPnimi, as opposed to Mizbah HaChitzon, which is in the Azar, HaKoponim. So, so... Rabbi Yosei says that you begin on the northeastern corner and then you move counterclockwise, which technically is also called towards the right, to the um, northwestern corner, then the southwestern corner, and you conclude at the southeastern corner. Um, Rabbi Kiva essentially had the opposite view, which is that you begin at the southeastern corner, southwestern, northwestern, and finally northeastern corner. So we're trying to explain how come they hold their respective opinions. Um, and after all, what about the concept of always wanting to go towards your right? Because after all, according to Rabbi Akiva, you're going towards your left. So yesterday we wanted to explain well, because according to Rabbi Akiva, since he holds like the um, Chachomim, I suppose, that the there were two curtains that go into the Kodesh Kodashim, and therefore essentially you leave the Kodesh HaKadoshim and make your way back into the Heichal from the south and therefore you arrive at the southern part of the Mizbech HaChitzon, uh, no, uh, of the Mizbech Azov and because you can't, so technically really you should apply the blood first on the southwestern corner which would be the one that you hit first, however uh, it says Viyotza El Mizbech, he goes out to the Mizbech which means he goes past the Mizbech so therefore it's the southeastern um, corner and uh, once he applies the blood in the southeastern corner, he then goes back to the southwestern corner, which is really where he should have began with um, in the first place. Um, but because of the pasuk that says "go out," so you 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 go to the southeastern one, but then afterwards you go back to the southwestern one. Got it? Good. Let's go weiter. So now says the Gemara, "Ibaisema." If you want, I will say, If we, you know, if everybody, if everybody would agree, Rabakive. And Rabbi Yosaglili, everybody would agree that you walk around the golden Mizbeach, like Mamash, walk around it to each corner. Well, then sure, the Everyone would agree. 
that the Mizbeach HaPnimi, the Mizbeach Azov, has the same halachis as the Mizbeach HaChitzon, in that, just like in the Mizbeach HaChitzon, you would walk around counterclockwise to your right, so also the Mizbeach Azov, you would walk around the Mizbeach counterclockwise to your right. However, but the machlokas, in fact, is where um, so Reb Yosef holds that you walk around the mizbeach, and for that reason, Reb Yosef says that he would walk counterclockwise, just like on the Whereas Reb Akiva holds that you, you, the, the, the mizbeach Azov is all of one ama by one ama cubed, squared, cubed, squared. Each side was an ama. So, so, so therefore you didn't really have to walk around it. Um, and therefore, according to Abakiva, you would actually just stand in one place and you wouldn't actually have to walk around it. And therefore you can go clockwise, i.e. towards the left. But if you were to walk, have to walk around it, then you would do like the Mizbeach HaChitzon that you would walk towards your right. But here you're not walking, so therefore you don't have to do the whole walking to your right thing. Be by same or if you want, I'll give you a different answer. Or you could say, no, Taka, everybody holds Hakofa Biyad. That you didn't actually have to, the Kohen Gadol wouldn't actually walk around the Mizbah Hazov. He would just, you, you know, reach over and put on each of the four corners. So then if that's the case, then how come Rabbi Yosei says that he goes clock, uh, counterclockwise towards his right? Period. Right? And the machlokas now is whether or not we apply the halachos of walking to the halachos of applying with your hand. Rabbi Yosei says, look, if you were to walk around the Mizbeach, you would walk towards your right. So therefore, even when you are applying with your hands, without moving your feet, you're just, you know, reaching over to all the four corners, still you would stick to going counterclockwise to the right. Now, Akiva holds that, no, we don't learn out Yad from Regal, and therefore, even though, yes, if he were to walk around the Mizbech, it would be towards his right, but he's not walking around the Mizbech, he's just applying with his hand, reaching over, so uh, he can go to his left. But does Rabbi Yosei Aglili really hold that he would simply go around the Mizbech with his hand without walking? The Seifa says, In our mission that we learned yesterday, at the very top of Nunchesim and Bez. So, we had the opinion of the Tanakama, which is that you apply the blood first on the northeast, northwest, southwest, southeast, which we have said is Rabbi Yossi, which we've established is Rabbi Yossi Aglili's opinion. So, clearly the Tanakama is Rabbi Yossi Aglili. And then, if we read Viter in the Mishnah, so then we get to Rabbi Eliezer's opinion, which is, that you would actually just stand in one place and apply the blood. So, if essentially we're saying that Rabbi Eliezer is arguing on Rabbi Yossi Aglili, and Rabbi Eliezer is saying, wait, you don't move. You just stand in one place and apply the blood. Well, doesn't that imply that according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, you would take a walk around the Mizbach Azov? So how could we be suggesting that both Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva hold that you stand in one place and you just apply the blood to the different corners? Right? Meaning Rabbi Yossi Aglili holds that you would actually walk around the Mizbach Azov. Ela, 
So rather, scratch that. Let's go back to the previous answer, which is, which is that um, Rabbi Kiva says that you just apply the blood to the corners with your hand without walking around, and therefore you can go to the left, whereas Rabbi Yosei says you talk a walk around it, and that's why you go to the right. Or if you want, I'll say, This is the machlokas between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yosei My sovar soviv demizbeach pnimi kisoviv demizbeach achitzon. That Reb Yosef Aglili says, look, when it says Saviv around in the context of the Kohen um, Gadol uh, applying the blood to the Mizbacha Pnimi, so we treat that in the same way that we treat Saviv by the Mizbeach Achitzon. That just like by the Mizbeach Achitzon, we know that you would go around it towards your, towards your right. So therefore, when it says Saviv also by the Mizbeach Hazav, by the Mizbeach Pnimi also, um, it's going to be around to, towards your right. Whereas, um, Kiva says, look, dude, I mean, the entire, I think I mentioned this yesterday, the entirety of the Mizbeach Pnimi is the size of one corner of the Mizbeach Achitzon. The Mizbeach Pnimi was one ama by one ama. The Mizbeach Achitzon, each corner was one ama by one ama. So, where it, whereas it makes sense to have to walk around the Mizbeach Achitzon because it was much larger, right? I think we said it was 32 Amis by 32 Amis, I think. Um, I believe. Unless it was 30 Amis by 30 Amis? And maybe the Kevish was 32 Amis? I don't know, who could tell me? I think maybe it was Taka 30 Amis by 30 Amis. Anyways, so, so the entirety of the Mizbeach Apnimi was one ama by one ama, which is just the size of one corner of the Mizbeach HaChitzon. And therefore, Rabbi Kiva says, you, you don't have to walk around it. And um, therefore, you can just apply the blood to the corners clockwise to your left. Amr Rabbi Yishmael says, Rabbi Yishmael, Shnei Kohanim Gedolim Nishtayru Bamikdash. You can skip the next word. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because how would we know about the... I don't, whatever it is. There's, read it. Don't read it. I think maybe it could... I feel like maybe it makes more sense without the word Rishon. The uh, the Gra says you could talk a drop it. The Gra is usually a good source to rely upon. I'll drop it. You could read it. If you want, let us know on WhatsApp that you read it. And, uh, we'll we'll uh, let you know that uh, it, it's a, that we're happy for you. Um... <laughs> Tana Rabbi Shmuel says Rabbi 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 Shmuel Shnei Kohanim Gedolim Neshtayu B'Mikdash. There were two Kohanim Gedolim in the Beis Hamikdash. The Omer Biyadi Hekafti, the Omer Biragli Hekafti. One of them says, "Look, that when I would apply the blood, I would apply the blood with my hands, without moving my legs." And the other Kohen uh, Gadol would say, "Look, I would take a walk around the Mizbecha Pnimi, Mizbecha Pnimi." Zenos and Tamad Varv, Zenos and Tamad Varv, and each one explained why they felt. That they were correct. Zenosintam ledvarv, or explained why they did what they did. Zenosintam ledvarv, saviv the mizbeach pnimi kisav the mizbeach achitzon. So the mandamer who said, who right, so the the kohen gadol says that he would walk around the mizbeach pnimi, mizbeach pnimi. He says, look, it says saviv by the mizbeach pnimi. It says saviv by the mizbeach achitzon. So just like by the mizbeach achitzon, you talk a walk around it. So by the mizbeach pnimi oichit, you walk around it as well. Okay, fine. 
And who would just stand in one place and, and put the blood in the corners. He explained, He says, look, the entirety of Nizbech Pnimi is the size of one of the corners of Nizbech Chitzon, and therefore you don't need to walk around it. You can just stand in one place. So Abeliezer's opinion was that he would just stand in one place and uh, apply the blood to the corners. Masnis and Mani, who is the author of our Mishnah? Meaning, obviously it's Rabeliezer. Who is the one who explains Rabeliezer in that manner, in the manner in which he is explained and, and, and described in the, expressed in the Mishnah? Masnis and Mani, Rabbi So our Mishnah is expressing the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer according to how Rabbi Yehuda explained Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. The Tanya, as we learn in Abraisa, interesting, you know, every so often the Gemara will say, like, Tre Tanoi Aliba de Kiva or something like that. So you mamish see that right over here. Two different Tanoim explaining the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. So the Tanya, as we learn in Abraisa, Rabbi Meir Omer says, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, He would stand in one place and apply the blood to the Mizbeach HaPnimi. And on all of the corners, he would apply the blood from top down. He would swipe down. So as to prevent it from like dripping into his sleeve. The exception being the one that was furthest away to him uh, on the, uh, I guess, hypotenuse or whatever. Like, you know, the, the, the one, yeah, I guess if he's standing by the northeastern corner. So then I guess it would be like the southwestern one, Lamaisa. There, you would apply the blood from the bottom up. You would reach over and then you would, you know, pull up your uh, finger as opposed to down because that would have been uncomfortable since it's so far away. I mean, it's the furthest away. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, it says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, it says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he stands in one place, that in all of the corners, he, Taka, goes from bottom up, so the front of Mamish, except for the one that's Mamish right in front of him, which I, if we're assuming that could be Osaglida, that would be the northeastern one. That there Hitaka swipes down. So that his clothing doesn't get dirty by the blood dripping on his sleeve. So therefore he swipes down to keep the blood from uh, dripping down his arm and onto his sleeves. He's a Mimenuel Tyro Shemazbech. It says that then after he applies the blood to each of the corners. He then sprinkles the uh, blood on the tahara of the mizbeach. So, my tahara. What does it mean that he 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 sprinkles the blood on the tahara of the mizbeach? So it says Rabbi Bar of Shila means half halfway up the height of the mizbeach. That's where he would throw the blood. Kedamri in the people say that when it's tahara the afternoon it's halfway through the day. So Tahir in that context means half. So here also he applies the he throws the blood on you know halfway up the Mizbeh. Sounds very nice. Shumaze, when he spring when he throws the blood, Enom or sprinkles the blood Eno Maze Lo He doesn't sprinkle the blood on the ashes that are on the top of the Mizbeh, nor on the coals that are on the top of the Mizbeh. Rather, he moves around the coals in this direction, that direction, and then he sprinkles the blood. So, that seems to be implying that it's not halfway up the height of the Mizbeh, it's mamash on top of the Mizbeh, where the coals are, and the ashes. Rather, it means on the um, exposed area of the Mizbeh. The Mizbeh says, 
and like the um, etzim of the of the heavens, latohar, uh, which is like the exposure of the heavens. Tanya with the Nebraisa, Hanani Omer, says Hananya, Bitzad Svoni Unosein, says, uh, so we have a Brisa, where Hananya says that he applies, that he throws the blood on the northern part of the Mizbech. Rabbi Yossi Omer says, Rabbi Yossi Bitzad Dromi Unosein, that Itaka applies the blood on the southern part of the Mizbech, wall of the Mizbech. But my Kamlifiki, what are they arguing about? Marsava Pischa Bidarum Kai, Marsava Pischa Bitsafun Kai. Okay. Cheva, what does this mean? Who can tell me what this means? I'll wait. Kidding. Um, so he already applied the blood on the four corners of the Mizbech, right? Now we're talking about he would then spr- uh, sprinkle towards the Mizbech, or on the Mizbech, seven times. So where is he standing when he's sprinkling? On the northern side of the Mizbech or on the southern side of the Mizbech? So Hananya says he's taka standing on the northern part of the Mizbech. Rabbi says he's standing on the southern part of the Mizbech. So we say... What are they arguing about? So, so Hananya holds, like the Chachamim, that the opening from, essentially from the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the, the curtains and the Heichal basically would enter in from the Kodesh HaKadoshim into the Heichal on the southern side of the Heichal. And therefore, he's like Rabbi Akiva, that you would start sprinkling, that you would apply the blood beginning with the southeastern corner, then southwestern, then northwestern, then northeastern, so you would end with the last application on the corners on the northern part of the Mizbeach, and therefore, says Hananya, he would then immediately sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach, where he was on the northern part of the Mizbeach, whereas Rabbi Yossi's opinion is, of course, Rabbi Yossi's opinion, we know Rabbi Yossi's opinion, that the entrance, there was only one curtain, and the entrance to the Kodesh Kodashim was in the north, which means that when he would exit the entrance, or when he would exit the Kodesh Kodashim, in Mele, he was, he was right there in the north, uh, of the Heichel. So that he would apply, like Rabbi Yosei the blood first on the northeastern corner, then northwest, southwest, southeast, and he would end up on the southern side of the Mizbach Azov, and that's where he would throw the blood there, standing on the southern side. You could skip the next two words. But everyone agrees that where he would finish applying on the corners of the, of the Mizbah Hazav, that is where he would throw the blood on the Mizbah Hazav. So if he was ending on the southeast east corner, so then he would throw the blood on the southern side of the Mizbah. If he was uh, ending on the northeastern corner, he would blow the throw the blood on the northern part of the Mizbah. My timer, how come this is? The Pesach says, V'tiyarov v'kidsho. That in the same place where he does the, uh, where he's Mikadesh, i.e. where he puts the blood on the corners, that's where he is Metairet, right? Altairo Shemizbeach, that's where he throws the blood as well. Alright, sounds very nice. And then the uh, Mishnah says that whatever blood was left over after all of, all that we've been through, whatever blood was left over, he would then, um, pour, uh, on the, on the, uh, western side of the Mizbech HaChitzon on the Yisod over there, right? Of course, the Yisod has come up before, right? The Yisod was like this uh, one Amma thing that went around the uh, Mizbech HaChitzon. It was one Amma on the eastern side and then on the entirety of the northern side, the entirety of the western side, and one Amma on the southern side. So the leftover blood 
from all these korbanos that we've been talking about, the Kodesh Kodashim, Heichol, Mizbech, Taurus, all that, all that stuff, he would then pour whatever was left over on the western part, the Yisod of the western side of the Mizbech Achitzon. To Amakraz, the Pazuk says, Veskodam Apar Yishboch, that he will pour out all of the blood of the cow. Um, Okay, and when he leaves the Heichel and he gets to the Azara where the Mizbech Achitzon is, so the he's he's gonna you know the 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 Heichel is to the west of the Mizbech Achitzon, so therefore Mimele he's gonna arrive at the west, and therefore uh, that's where he's gonna pour out the blood on the west side of the Mizbech Achitzon. The Mishnah had said Vishal Mizbech Achitzon that the blood from the outer Mizbeach, he would pour on the uh, Yisod of the Mizbeach Achitzon that was on the southern side. Okay? That when the Pasuk says by Korban Chatas that you have to pour the remaining blood on the Yisod of the Mizbeach Achitzon, it doesn't say exactly which side is the Yisod, but says, uh, this Bryce, the Tanakhama says, Ze Yisod Dromis. It's talking about the southern the Yisod of the southern side of the Mizbech. Atomi Yisodromis. Anyway, Yisod Marovis. In fact, the Gemara, wait. How do you know that by regular Korban Chatos you can spill out whatever blood is left over on the southern side of the Mizbech? Maybe it's talk of the western side. Well, let's compare coming down from the ramp of the Mizbech Achitzon which is basically what, what, what it'll be doing in the context of a Korban Chatos, because we'll be coming down from the ramp of the Mizbech HaChitzon. And let's compare that to leaving the Heichal, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. And we know Ma'yitziyosu min HaHeichal b'somuchlo ve'ezez ha'yisod marovi that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, when he would leave the Heichel, where would he pour the blood that was left over? On the closest side of the Mizbeach to him, which was the western side. So therefore, let's also say that when it comes to regular Korban Chatas, and he's coming down from the ramp of the Mizbeach, he's going to pour the blood on the closest side that's to him, which is the southern side of the Mizbeach, which is where the ramp is. So therefore, it'll be the southern Side is where he'll uh, pour the blood by regular korban chatas. Tanya, we learn in the brayso bishmal or says bishmal zevizei yisod maravi. Aha, says bishmal that both by the kohen gadol yom kippur as well as a regular korban chatas, you would actually spill out the blood on the western side of the mizbeach achitzon. Okay, Rabshim ben yochai or mizevizei yisod dromi. Interestingly, says Rabshim ben yochai that actually. Both the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur as well as uh, a regular Korban Chatas, you would actually spill the blood on the southern side of the Mizbeach. I understand Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. Because what Rabbi Shmuel is saying is, look, it doesn't explicitly say by um, the Korban Chatas where he is going to be, which side of the Mizbeach. He should be pouring the blood on which part of the Yisod, right? Meaning, when it, when it comes to the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, it says, El Yisod Mizbeach Asher Pesach O'amoid. By the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, it says, by the Yisod of the Mizbeach, that's right next to the entrance to the O'amoid, to the Heichel. 
And therefore, that's the western side. So we know that on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol is going to be pouring the blood on the western side. That's for sure, the Gemara wants to say. And therefore, I understand Rabbi Shmuel's opinion, which is that both by regular Korban Chattas, as well as on Yom Kippur, you're going to pour the blood on the western side of the Mizbeach, on the Yisod. Because we know that on Yom Kippur, he's going to be pouring on the western side, because it says in the Pasuk, in the part that's closest to the, to the Heichel, and we don't know explicitly which side of the Mizbech is going to pour the blood of the Korban Chattas in general. So Rabbi Shmuel says, look, let's learn out what we don't know from what we do know. We do know that on, on Yom Kippur, you're going to pour the blood on the western side. So let's say that on the Korban Chattas, where we don't know which side to pour it on, so we'll pour it on the western side as well. The Tanakhama wanted to say, well, let's say that just like on Yom Kippur, it's the western side which is closest, so therefore on the regular Korban Chattas, it's the southern side because that's closest. Rabbi Shmuel wants to say, look, it doesn't say explicitly the southern side by a korban chattas. We do know that by Yom Kippur it's the western side. So let's say even a korban chattas also it's the western side. Let's just stick with what we know. But El Reb Shimon ben Yochai, my time. But what's the with Reb Shimon ben Yochai? He says that even on Yom Kippur you don't pour the blood on the western side. You pour a regular korban chattas as well as the re- leftover blood from Yom Kippur on the southern side of the Mizbech. Ma'apitom. Where do we see the southern, you know, that, 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 that's not explicit anywhere. After all, it is explicit, we thought, that on Yom Kippur, it would be on the western side. So how, how is Rabbi Shimon saying, no, even that is on the southern side? Interesting. So, so Rabbi Shimon's opinion was that the entrance to the Heichel was Taka to the south of the Mizbeach, was southern Southward of the Mizbech. And therefore, even when you leave the Heichel, you would still be on the southern part of the Mizbech. And therefore, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol, the closest part of the Mizbech that you would get to would be the southern side of the Mizbech. And, and you would do the same for a regular Korban Chattas. Tanit Rebbe Shmuel, it was Tanit Shim Ben Yochai, in the Bismedjit Shim Ben Yochai, they taught the Bryce of Rebbe Shmuel, Zevzei Sodomis, like Rebbe Shimon teaches, which is, that both the leftover blood of Yom Kippur as well as the uh, leftover blood of a Korban Chattas in general, you would apply in the southern side of the Mizbech, like Rabbi Shimon's opinion. So basically, the Bismedjah of Rabbi Shimon, they taught the teaching of Rabbi Shmuel, who we had said argues on Rabbi Shimon, it says that both bloods are on the west side. In Rabbi Shimon's Bismedjah, they actually taught that Rabbi Shmuel's Bryce is in agreement with Rabbi Shimon that it's the southern side. And as a sign, it's like they, you know, the, in, 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 Reb Shimon's, uh, Medrash, they basically schlepped along Rabbi Yishmael to their side, to their opinion, to say that even Rabbi Yishmael was basically changed his mind to agree with Rabbi Shimon that the blood, uh, the leftover blood of Yom Kippur and the leftover blood of a Korban Chattis in general, they are both poured on the southern side of the Mizbeach. Alright, exciting times. Exciting times. What do you guys think? Okay, now, whether you are going to be pouring the blood on the western side, on the Yisod of the western side of the Mizbech, whether you're going to be pouring the blood on the Yisod of the southern side of the Mizbech, the Maise, they all mix together in the Ama, which was like the drainage system of the Azara, and then the it can be sold to the farmers and they can use it for fertilizer. Tanur Abanim Mo'alim Bedamim Tivreb Meir Reb Shimon. 
According to Reb Meir and Reb Shimon, there is a din me'ila by the blood of a korban. Whereas the Chacham's opinion is that there is no din me'ila when it comes to the blood of a korban. Okay? And says the Gemara clarifies, wait, this machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Shimon on the one end and the Chachamim is Midor Abbanu. Midor everyone agrees that there's no Din Mi'ila when it comes to the blood of a Korban, the leftover blood of a Korban. Well, the blood, the, the blood of a Korban in general. So Midor there's no Din Mi'ila by the blood of a Korban. The machlokas between Reb Meir and Reb Shimon on the one end and the Chachamim is Midor if we're going to say that Midarabonon still, if you get benefit from the blood of a Corbin, should we make you pay at least the principal of the benefit that you got? Minonimide, how do we know that Midaraisa, there's no din mi'ila by the blood of a Corbin? Amar Ula says, Ula, Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, Lochem, says in the Pasuk that Kinefesh Abbasur Badami, that the soul of the meat is in the blood. Vanina Sativ Lachem, I gave it to you. So it says, Ula, the Pasuk says, Lachem, to you, Shalachem Yehei, that it's yours. You can use it, Midoraisa. There's no din mi'ila. By the Bismarck of Shimon, they taught that the Pasuk says, Lechaper, that that same Pasuk says, Lechaper as a kapara, as an atonement. Lechapara I gave it to you for atonement, but not for mi'ila. Okay. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, Omar Kra, who? Okay, Adam, who hanefesh yichaper, right? So lifne kapara kilacha kapara, that we compare the blood before the kapara to the blood after the kapara. Malacha kapara ein bo meila. Just like after the kapara, there is no din meila because once the mitzvah has been done, you're not going. There's not going to be a din meila anymore. Aflifne kapara ein bo meila. So then also the blood before the kapara also doesn't have. A din of me'ila. Maybe I'll reverse the comparison and say, wait, why don't we compare the blood after the kapara to the blood before the kapara to say, why don't we argue that just like before there's kapara, there's me'ila, so also after kapara, there's me'ila, and turn the whole thing on its face and say that the taka is a din me'ila by blood. So, Shigemara says, meh, we don't have a precedent for such an Indian. A precedent for such a thing that the mitzvah will already be done and yet there's still a din mi'ila. No. Once the mitzvah is done, there's no din mi'ila. That's that. And therefore, uh, once the mitzvah is done, there's no din mi'ila. And, 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 and we compare the before the mitzvah is done, right, before the kapara to the after kapara to say that also before the kapara, there's no din mi'ila. Chavir, what, what do you want to do? Should we go weiter or, 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 you know, because we're like kind of in the middle of a sugya. Should we go weiter? Let's go weiter, Chaver. Let's do it. Let's go weiter. Let's make some headway into tomorrow's daf. I hope it's okay. If not, you can just pause the Babylon Talmud now and pick it up from this point tomorrow if you want. Let's go weiter. Let's go weiter. Below, is this really true that that um, we don't have a precedent for something that the mitzvah has already been done and yet there is still a din of me'ila even once the mitzvah has been done? Varichumasadeshen, Chaver. I'm sure you're all thinking, what about Chuma Sadeshen? What is Chuma Sadeshen? Chuma Sadeshen is that the next, the, right, the first thing that, the, that, that they would do in the Beis Hamikdash every morning was that they would take a shovelful of the ashes from the day before. 
that the mitzvah was already done. And we're saying that you can't get any benefit from it. So this is something that the mitzvah was already done. And there's a din me'ilah. So the Gemara says that fair, that's fair. However, Mishum David Shuma Sadashin of Vigdekuna Shnek Suvan Abayan Ke'echot. Oho. However, you are 100% correct. Chuma Sadashin is an example of something that the mitzvah has already been done, and yet there's a din me'ilah. However, there's another example, which is the garments that the Kohen Gadol wears when he goes lifnaiv lifnim to do the avoda on the base uh, on Yom Kippur. That once the avoda has been done in the right, the Kohen Gadol, the four garments, the four white garments that he wears on Yom Kippur, once he's used them and worn them, you have to bury them. We saw it's machlokas. We're going to see that again at some machlokas. But right now we're assuming like the Chachamim, which is that you have to bury them. So we see, even though the mitzvah has already been done with these garments, there's still a din me'ilah. So therefore, says the Gemara, that makes the Chumas Adeshen, as well as the uh, garments that the Kohen Gadol wears on Yom Kippur when he goes into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, two examples. Shnei Suvan and Kechad. Basically two examples in the Torah. And when we have an, a situation of two examples, then we say, wait, it's just limited to those two. Meaning, we have a concept, of course, that we know called the Binyanab. That if we find a precedent somewhere, we can also try to apply it globally. But that only applies if it's written in one place. If it's written in one place, we could say, hey, look, we have an example here, so let's apply it globally, which is essentially what we tried to do with Chuma Sadesh. And we said, wait, Chuma Sadesh, and even though the mitzvah has been done, there's Me'ilah, so why don't we say in general, we, we see that there's a mitzvah, uh, that, that there's a dinam of Me'ilah, even by things that the mitzvah has already been done. But the Gemara says, wait, but there's one more. Also the, 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 the clothing, the garments of the Kohen Gadol. And because of that, it's not, no longer like, wait, let's just apply this globally. Then we have to ask ourselves, wait, why is it only in these two cases? If we were to be applying it globally, just write it in one place, and we would apply it globally, including also the garments of the Kohen Gadol. But from the fact that it's written in these two places specifically, it means that it's limited to these two places. Only by Chuma Sadeshin and the garments of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, only in those cases, even once the mitzvah has already been done, there is still a din of me'ila, but everywhere else, there would not be. Whenever you have two, you know, two examples for something, we can, we, we have to limit it to those two and we cannot apply it globally. Well, this is all good and well, according to the rabbis who say that the garments that the Kohen Gadol wears on Yom Kippur, you have to bury them. You can't get any benefit from them. But, El Rabdosa, or, what about according to Abdosa, the coin Hajit, who says that the garments of, that the coin Gadol wore on Yom Kippur, those garments can be worn by a regular coin the rest of the days of the year. So there's no din of Me'ila by the garments of the coin Gadol, which therefore makes Chuma Sadeshen a, a singular example, in which case, why don't we use it, make a Binyanam, and say that just like by Chuma Sadeshen, the mitzvah has been done and there's a din me'ilah. So by all mitzvahs, even once the mitzvah has been done, there's still a din of me'ilah. So what do you say? So the Gemara says, wait, I can find another example. Egla Arufa. That when you find a dead, a, a corpse between two cities, so you push it, um, take a calf and you uh, take an axe and make a shirikh between the neck of the calf and the axe a deadly, a lethal shidduch, um, and uh, I see you kill the you kill the calf, and 
It says over there, and 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 once the but you can't get any benefit from the calf once what once the shidduch has been made. So we see, even though the mitzvah has already been done, you ben, you, you can't get any benefit from it. So so zel so truma sedeshin and eglarufa are this shnei suvin abayin kecha the two examples where even though the mitzvah has been done, you're still not allowed to get benefit. But in all other cases, once the mitzvah has been done, you will be able to get benefit. Okay, well, this works out according to Manda Amr, who holds of that. Which is that whenever you have Shnei Ksuv and Abayin Kecha, two examples, but then you have to limit it to those two examples and you cannot apply it globally. But according to Manda Amr, who says that, wait, two, you know, great. I mean, you have you have two examples. I mean, that, that sounds great. Apply it globally. But according to Manda Amr, who says that who doesn't, Hold of this concept of if it comes up in two places, it's limited to those two places. According to Madamu, says that you could apply it, so you could still apply it globally. Well, then, what? That, well, then, then I'll say that just like by Chuma Sedeshin and by Egla Rufa, you, yeah, there's a Din Me'ila after the mitzvah has been done. So also, I'll say everywhere there's a Din Me'ila even after the mitzvah has been done. So the Gemara says no. It says both by the Chuma Sedeshin and by the Egla Rufa, respectively, a mi'ut, a limiting word. Vesamo, it says by the Chuma Sedeshin, Vesamo Yitzamazbech, you will put it to the exclusion of other things. Ha'arufa, the, right, the, the Egla, the calf, that is um, killed. So, so those are, lim- right, the hay is limiting. So therefore, we're saying that each one, you know, uh, um, sort of inherently limits this concept of not getting any benefit after the fact, after the mitzvah, to them and not globally. Okay. Now, fact, the uh, wow. Maybe let's. Maybe here we should talk. Hold it. Maybe here we should talk. Hold it. Oh, but I just no. Chaver, can you give me? Can you give me like five minutes? Let, 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 let's just finish this up. It's a flow that way we won't have to remember where we were yesterday. Okay. Or I mean today, tomorrow. Chaver, we're going weiter. Sorry to hold you captive. We're going weiter. Now, how come when it came to blood, right? We had three opinions. We had the opinion of Ula, which is Lachem, that it's yours, that, you know, do whatever you want with it. There's no Din Mi'ila. Then we had also Reb Shimon, who says, right, in the base message of Reb Shimon, Lechaper, as it's, I'm giving it to you as a Kapar, not for Mi'ila. And then we also had Reb Yochanan, who says that it says, who, and which compares before kapara to after kapara to say also there's no din mi'ila. So how come we needed in that one pasuk in the context of the blood three different uh, mi'utim, three different um, um, exclusions? So chalimutim inoser v'chalimutim mi'ila v'chalimutim mi'tumah. One is to exclude from noser that if you have um, blood that was left over and wasn't, you know, I guess poured out or, you know, done whatever you had to do with it before the... Um, you know, it's a lot of time, probably, probably before the next day. So, if you were to consume that blood, you would not be chayev for eating noser. And then one, of course, as we said, to exclude it from mi'ila, to say that there's no din mi'ila by the blood. That also, if you consume the blood in a state of tuma, right, you're not allowed to eat kadshim when you're tummy. Um, but if you consume the uh, blood in a state of tumor, you're not going to be high for eating kachim betumah. You, you just, you know, you'll be high for eat, eating blood, but not for kachim betumah. Fine. But the pasuk did not need to exclude blood from the din of pigle. Pigle, of course, is a korban that you have in mind when you slaughter it or do any of the four primary avodas to chutz uh, limkomo chutz 
right, to consume it outside of its uh, proper time or outside of its proper place. Um, so you don't need to exclude uh, blood from the chiyuv of a piggle, um, the tanan, because we already know that it's excluded. That piggle only applies to things that have to become permitted. Right, for example, uh, Corbin, uh, so the Gemara says, that, so Rashi actually points out that we learn that from a Corbin Shlom. So a Corbin Shlom, for example, um, there's parts of it that you eat it, but you can only eat the parts of the Corbin Shlom that you're allowed to eat once the blood has been thrown on the Mizbeach. And similarly, uh, there are parts of it that go on the Mizbeach, right? And those parts only go on the Mizbeach also after the Zerika Saddam. And therefore, um, so things that become permitted are things that are Shaykh to Piggle, that if you eat them, Right, or if you slaughtered it, or the animal, or did any of the four primary votas with intention of eating it outside of its proper time, so that would be pigol. And then if you eat either the parts that, right, that you eat, or the parts that go on the mizbeach, you'll be chayev for eating pigol, which is a chiyuv karis. However, the blood, the blood doesn't become permitted. The blood is the thing that permits the other things. It's a matir. It's not something that becomes permitted. And, and therefore, um, uh, um, pigle doesn't apply to it. It only applies to the things that it permits, such as the meat that you'll, that you can eat or the parts that go on the mizbeach. However, the blood itself is the thing that's doing the permitting and therefore pigle doesn't apply to it. Chevre, thanks for sticking with me. That was Daf Nuntes and even we made a, some headway into Daf Samach as well. So, uh, we'll have less to do tomorrow. Um, thanks for bearing with me to finish up the flow. Chevre, what do we discuss today? At the beginning of the Daf, we continued on the machlokas between Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva, which is Rabbi Yossi Aglili says that you apply the blood to the Mizbeach HaPnimi, and starting with the northeastern corner, making your way to the southeastern corner, Rabbi Akiva says the opposite. We gave a few different um, ways of explaining that machlokas, and maybe because according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, he's walking around it, which is why he goes uh, counterclockwise to his right. Rabbi Akiva says that no, he's not walking around it, he's just uh, applying it because it's not such a big mizbeach. Anyways, he's just, uh, you know, um, applying the blood standing in one place and therefore, um, um, uh, you know, he doesn't have to go uh, towards his right like he would if he was walking. He can just go, he can go clockwise, which is towards his left. We gave another opinion, which is that, uh, well, it says saviv by the mizbeach apnimi and saviv by the mizbeach achitzon and therefore just like by the mizbeach achitzon, you'll go to the right. Also, by the mizbeach apnimi, you'll go to your right. Whereas Rabbi Kiva says, yeah, but the whole is only an ama by an ama, so there's really not much to um, to uh, walk around. You could just stand in one place. Um, then we saw a machlokas between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda about the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. That Rabbi Eliezer in our Mishnah says that you stand in one place and you apply the blood to three of the four corners uh, down to up, whereas by the corner that's immediately in front of you, you go up to down. And we said that is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, whereas Rabbi Meir explains Rabbi Eliezer that actually on three of the four corners you go up to down, but only on the one that's diagonally across would you go down to up. We saw an interesting um, um, machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Hanina about when you throw the blood on the Mizbeach, Apnimi, right? After you've applied it to the four corners, you then throw it seven times, sprinkle it seven times on the Mizbeach Apnimi. Are you standing in the north or the south? Rabbi Hanina says, uh, well, no, I'm sorry. Hanania says you're standing in the north because you enter to the Heichal from the Kodesh Kodashim in the south and therefore you begin the application of the blood to the corners from the south and end up in the north. And then when you're in the north, you then um, throw the blood on the Mizbeach. And um, um, according to Rabbi Yossi, you enter into the Heichal from the Kodesh Kodashim in the north and you apply the blood from the corners beginning in the north, making your way to the south. And therefore, when you're in the south, you would then 
sprinkled the blood on the Mizbeach, we, uh, Hapnimi, we saw a machlokas about, um, does Altaro Shal Mizbeach, does it mean halfway up the Mizbeach, or does it mean on top of the Mizbeach? We said it means on top of the Mizbeach. And then we got into a discussion about, oh, and then we talked about the Yisod, right? Um, there are basically two places where we discussed when you pour the leftover blood on the Yisod, the like bottom sort of ama lining, I don't know if that's a way to, you know, thing that goes around the Mizbeach at the bottom. So, um, but we, so we saw three opinions. One is that opinion of the Tanakama is that by a regular Korban Chathas, you would pour the blood on the bottom, the, 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 the south of the, on the Yisod on the south, whereas by uh, the Kongod on Yom Kippur, he, he pours the leftover uh, blood on the western side of the Mizbech HaChitzon. According to Rabbi Yishmael, at least according to the first way of explaining Rabbi Yishmael, um, both the Korban Chath, the regular Korban Chathas, as well as the leftover blood of the Kongod on Yom Kippur, you would pour on the western side of the Mizbech HaChitzon. And according to Reb Shimon, both the blood of regular Korban Chadas and the leftover blood of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, you would you would uh, pour on the south, southern yisod of the Mizbech Chitzon. Then we learned about blood, and we said that when it comes to blood, there is no din of meila by uh, the blood of a korban. We talk so it was a machlokus between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Shimon on the one hand, and the Chachamim, and they say Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Shimon say that there is a din. Um, of Me'ila by the blood of a Korban, whereas the Chum said there is not, and we say that that's only Midir Abonan, there's a Machlokas, but everyone agrees that Midir said there is no Din Me'ila. We then discuss the question of if you can, if there's a Din of Me'ila by things that the Mitzvah has already been done, we said that the answer is no, there's no Din of Me'ila when the Mitzvah has already been done. We said, wait, what about Chuma Sadeshen? We say, well, Chuma Sadeshen and the uh, garments of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur are two examples of where there is a Din Me'ila even once the mitzvah has already been done, and you cannot apply that globally because it's what's called shnei suvena in keechod, and you can't learn out from two examples. If you have one example of something, you could try to apply that globally. But two examples are limited to those examples. We said, wait, not everybody agrees that the uh, clothing of the kohen gadol there's a din me, uh, there's a din meila. So he said, well, okay, but by the egla arufa there's a din meila. You know, you can't get benefit after the mitzvah has been done. So that makes chumas uh, and egla arufa shnei suvena in keechod. Therefore, you cannot apply. Uh, that globally, and therefore we can maintain that you do not, that there's no din of me'ila once the mitzvah has already been done. And then we said that by, um, um, we said that by blood, it is excluded from three things. Of course, as we said, it's excluded from the din of me'ila. It's also excluded from the din of uh, noser, that if it's leftover blood, if you consume that blood, you will not be high for noser, just for consuming blood, and also excluded from um, um, uh, consuming it if you are tame. It will not be treated as though you ate kachim betuma. Chevre, that was the nuntes of Masechta Yoma. I hope you enjoyed it very, very much. Once again, thanks for bearing with me to go shtikol weiter, which means that uh, tomorrow we'll have to go shtikol the opposite of weiter. Chevre, have a great day. Cheers.